I just remember like leaving the dressing room and being like, why is this something I'm concerned about? And welcome to the Problems We Face podcast. My name is Beatty, and today I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Annabelle. Okay, so this is Annabelle. We have not met before. Annabelle filled out my form, um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to start? Okay, my name is Annabelle Jackson. I'm a junior at Maryvale. I live in Lutherville. I have a little sister, <laughs> um, and I play lacrosse and basketball. Okay, perfect. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about like body image and especially um, body image in athletics. So why don't you tell us, you told us like what sports you play, but do you want to like elaborate on that? Like how long you've been playing for and stuff like that? Yeah, so I've been playing sports my whole life. My dad played, my dad and my mom both played lacrosse in college. My dad played at Hopkins down the street and then my mom played at Vermont for a little bit. But it's always just been a big part of my life. I'm part of a big family too. So like I grew up watching my cousins play. We'd go to their games, stuff like that. So I've always played basketball and lacrosse have always been like a huge part of my life. And then I stopped playing soccer once I got to high school. But um, I'm committed to play lacrosse in college at American University. So that's like a newer thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it literally takes up all of my life. Yeah. All of my weeks, all my weekends, like every right. day, every month of the year. So what would you say, especially about lacrosse in Baltimore, like the culture of that sport? Because I'm obviously not in it, but yeah. I, I like know about it just from the outside. I mean, it is a culture. I mean, you go to like high school or private schools, whatever. And the only thing people want to talk about is lacrosse or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I'll, I do scorekeeping for like youth lacrosse downtown and like around the copper mine areas Mm -hmm. and I was wearing my class ring today and one of the refs was even like oh you go to Maryville and like he pulled out his class ring so like (laughs) even as an adult like people still talk about it so yeah it's definitely a huge thing and it's super competitive like all Mm -hmm. people want to talk about is like well my daughter's going to this college my daughter's going to this college but I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily always toxic, but there are points like especially around like bigger tryouts, like the Under Armour All-American or things like that, Mm -hmm. where like the environment can get toxic and people start to just like blame other people for things that aren't really controllable. Yeah. Do you think that the like environment got worse when you got to high school or was it still like bad in middle school? And I would say that from like maybe eighth grade to sophomore year was the worst because that's like your prime like recruiting like Mm -hmm. you're playing every weekend you're going to these showcase tournaments you're going to the college campuses to do their like prospect camps Mm -hmm. you're trying out for like as many teams as possible just trying to get looks and especially with COVID it's like my recruiting process was a little weird just because oh yeah the summer before like so you get to commit like on September 1st of your junior year of high school is when you're allowed to like commit to a college for lacrosse I don't really know the age for the other sports but mm-hmm. lacrosse is September 1st of junior year so basically like that whole summer leading up to September 1st is like you have to put like if you're not playing your best like that you definitely feel the pressure and I mean you feel the pressure from like eighth grade to them because that's just kind of like the coaches start to look at you the coaches look at you and then like if they like you they keep watching if not they kind of look past you so you definitely like feel the pressure yeah and because it's not just like your like lacrosse stats it's like your grades and everything too the factor into all that yeah I mean I have friends going to Ivy League schools I have friends that are going to like good lacrosse schools but that might not be the best like educational wise and Mm -hmm. it kind of just depends on your grades like I've heard stories of girls that were supposed to go to like a Harvard or a Johns Hopkins or a Yale and they the coach was like listen like we love you as a player but you don't have the grades like we can't get you even into the school oh yeah that's unfortunate yeah have you always known that you wanted to like commit to a school for lacrosse? I mean, you kind of grew up playing lacrosse and like wearing like Maryland lacrosse, North Carolina lacrosse, like obviously like the top 10 schools because that's mm-hmm. what they sell in like lacrosse unlimited or like at the tournaments at like with the tents in the tournaments. Mm-hmm. So you kind of always have these huge like aspirations and dreams of like playing for like these Obviously, every coach is incredible. My coach is incredible where I'm going. But mm-hmm. you have, like, these huge dreams of going to the top 10 program. And, like, obviously, that's not always going to work out. But you kind of have to feel what's best for you. So, yeah, I'd say that I've always wanted to play lacrosse. I just never really had an idea where exactly I wanted to go. Right. 
Do you think it's helpful that your parents, like, were in that world and, like, played lacrosse in college? I mean, it's honestly a lot different. I mean, my dad didn't commit until, like, the summer going into his freshman year of college to go to Hopkins. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's definitely changed a lot with, like, social media, technology, like, coaches can call and email you now where previously, like, you'd have to meet with them face-to-face, stuff like that. Right. So, going back to, like, body image, how do you think that just competitive sports that you've played in general have formed your mindset regarding, like, yourself, your body, like, your work ethic? Well, especially with, like, lacrosse and basketball, it's a really fast-paced sport, so you have to be able to get up and down the field or, like, do your job Mm -hmm. pretty quickly and pretty efficiently. Like, like if you're not, I guess, 100% all the time, like, you're not going to be playing. So it's really important to be in the best shape possible and to just, like, give it your all. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess if I'm not in the shape I'm supposed to be in, like, I know that, like, my body isn't going to be able to, like, function the way I need to, the way I need to, like, sprint to get the ball, like, shoot with my arm, stuff like that. Like, I feel like yeah, just going off of that, like, muscle and stuff like that is just such an important part of it. Yeah. So how did you find, like, I mean, I imagine it's like a hard balance between like resting and like giving your body like the time it needs to like chill and then versus like always keeping your body like ready for Mm -hmm. games and such. Yeah. um, I work out six days out of the week, usually (laughs) for like at least an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, on the off season, it's definitely a lot more like lift, uh, speed and agility, stuff like that. And then like maybe go like to like a captain's practice or something where like in season, it's usually just practice or a game. And then like you're kind of off the rest of the day. And then on the weekends, like I'll go shoot or something like that. So definitely in season, it's not like lighter in the sense that I'm doing less work. It's lighter in the sense that I'm playing more lacrosse and not doing as much like lifting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you say that that has all like affected your like mental health? I'd say I'm a person that has to be busy because if I'm not busy, I'll go crazy. I've always been like that. I mean, um, I've always kind of liked like running around so like I'll go to like a lift and then I'll have 10 minutes to get to shooting or something Mm -hmm. and like that's never really bothered me but there are points where like if homework gets in the way or something like that I get stressed because I sometimes I will feel guilty if I don't work out enough a day Mm -hmm. like in a day right is that like stemming from like comparison with like yourself or like outside to like other athletes does that make sense yeah I think so. I mean, there are points where like in a game or like I'll see a girl that's like going to a top 10 school and I'll think like, well, I'm not going to a top 10 school. Like what's differentiating me from her? But yeah, you really like you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess like zoning out like body image in sports in general and like the way that people like compare themselves to others. Um, I've talked a lot about this like on my other episodes, but just like comparison killing in general. Because, like, I mean, even if you worked out the same amount as someone else, you still wouldn't, like, look the same way that they did. Yeah. Um. So, like, how do you think... Did you ever, like, struggle with comparison? I don't know. I feel like all girls have definitely struggled. Yeah. I mean, even, like, comparison with other athletes. Like, mm-hmm. some of my really good friends at school are track athletes. Like, they're not necessarily yeah. lacrosse athletes. So, they do have, like, the slimmer legs, like, kind of, like, skinnier. Like, and that's just because that's, like, kind of yeah. the build of, like, a typical track athlete whereas like if you look at like a lacrosse player like they have bigger legs bigger arms like because it's just like what you need to be able to produce on the field like yeah and I like it's always just been such a struggle for me to like see even like professional athletes and then like see myself and like I look nothing like them yeah but It just, I guess it really just, in the sports world, it is all about the sport you play and what you have to be doing on the field or on the court or, like, whatever. Because mm-hmm. if you're not built for that, then, like, you really just aren't really producing. Right. I heard something that was, like, like athletes, like, specifically girls in general, can be, like, happy with their body, like, outside of their sport, but then in their sport, like, not feel like it's mm-hmm. enough. I think that's interesting because I feel like, I mean, I haven't done, like, competitive sports recently, mm-hmm. but... I feel like it's already something to, like, be confident in your body, like, in normal life. And then you have, like, this whole another level of, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. In the sports world. I definitely agree with that statement. I mean, there are obviously points where, like, I'm not confident in myself and in my body. But then, like, when I am confident in my body and then I go to lacrosse practice, like, it's a completely different thing. Because you see, like, so I play attack. So Mm -hmm. I'm not running the whole field, the whole game. But, like, 
the some of the middies on my team like they do have like the skinnier legs like the more like runners legs mm-hmm. where like I have like I don't even know how to com- like sprinting legs I guess because right. I only have to run like short distances mm-hmm. but there is definitely comparison in like the smaller like lacrosse setting yeah. as well as like in the bigger like athletic setting where it's just like depending on what position you're playing like you're obviously doing different things. So like mm-hmm. an, an attacker and a defender probably are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Like I'm obviously not comparing bodies here, but like, yeah, but then like a midfielder is more of like a runner. And then like the goalie is obviously like in the goal the whole time. Like, so we're all in kind of different shapes, but mm-hmm. we're all in like lacrosse shape. Right. So like even within like regular life, there's like all these different kind of body types. And then like within specific yeah. sports and on the field, there's like even more. Yeah, totally. but they're all like good, right? That's so interesting. Like I never, never mm-hmm. thought about it like that. And then you talked about like social media and like seeing, like seeing athletes on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk about like that in specific? Yeah, I mean, even not even like athletes, but like the fitness girls or whatever. Yeah. Like I look on like TikTok and I see like Olivia Ponton, who's mm-hmm. an ex track athlete or whatever. Yeah. But then you look at like Avani Gregg, who just did something in Vogue, or like mm-hmm. the Demelias, whatever. Like they're dancers. Yeah, like they, you I just, think they used to play field hockey. Or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. just like look at all these like athletes and you like kind of get like lost in the thought. Like I don't look anything like them. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like comparison in general is like I'm not pretty like them. Like I don't. Look like them but then it's like but they're doing something completely different than what I'm doing and like it's just coming to the realization that like even though you don't look like them like your body image is still like important Mm -hmm. and like your body is still like doing what it needs to be doing yeah I think it's so interesting how like people see them on like TikTok and Mm -hmm. they like idolize like their like body shape or when or like Mm -hmm. young girls like idolize their body shape but then like these people who are like influencer or like on TikTok or whatever are only seeing like the bad comments about their body and they're like still struggling as well yeah I think that's so interesting to point out especially I remember like I don't even remember where it was, but like Charlie D'Amelio started wearing baggy clothes because people were picking on her. Even like Billie Eilish, like mm-hmm. I love her to death. She's yeah, she's so such cool. an icon. But yeah. like she was literally a minor, and people were like, "I can't wait for her to turn 18." Like totally sexualizing her. Mm-hmm. Like no wonder she's wearing long shorts and big t-shirts. Like she doesn't want yeah. perverted men looking at her like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely hard to be in the public eye. And even on the field, you're, like, being watched Mm -hmm. and you're being judged by, like, coaches and whatnot. Even parents sometimes. Right. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. So do you think that that, I mean, obviously, like, being on the field is a lot of pressure. Do you feel like, or I guess, are you okay with, like, having a lot of eyes on you? Like, is that something that your, like, sport has taught you or are you still not, like... I mean, I work pretty well under pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, I guess it's, like, part of, like, going to practice every day like working out like you kind of know like at some point if I do something x amount of times like I'm gonna be good at it so there's just like you almost get like this confidence in yourself like I've shot the ball 800 times like if I shoot it again it's probably gonna go in like the other 800 times like (laughs) but if like my friends like I'm gonna come to your game I'm like no way like I do not like when my friends come like whatever it's just it's something about like knowing that there's people it's different when there's people watching you compared to like knowing that people are watching you and I know Mm -hmm. that sounds like literally the same thing but it's like if someone's like I'm gonna be watching then like all you can think about is they're watching watching. but like if you kind of walk onto the field there's parents there's grandparents family members friends whatever yeah like and you kind of just like tunnel vision like into the game then it's just like completely different than like just thinking about it the whole time right I mean I think that's true like in sports and out like I'm so much more like confident talking to people that are not my age like you can be older than me like younger than me but like it's just something different about like peers like watching or like talking like it's a completely different Mm -hmm. like thing yeah and I think that plays into like the judgment of like people, I guess for me, like people looking at me, I assume that they're judging something about mm-hmm. me when that's like not necessarily right. always, always the case. Yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about your recruitment, but like, what would you say? Do you think that the environment around like recruiting is similar in like the toxicity kind of it? of the lacrosse world or do you think it like is better because it like brings people together like you guys are bonding in this experience of like having to email coaches and like body wise i think that it is it is a, it's a very personal experience it mm-hmm. like obviously entails a lot i mean 
while I was being recruited, I was emailing coaches once a week, like, hi, I'm still really interested in your program. Like this weekend, I'm playing at this tournament and I'm playing on field one, two at this time and this time. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, but in the girls world, it's very secretive in the sense that like my yeah. best friend in the whole wide world, I literally go to her house every single weekend. I didn't even know where she was looking at schools. Like, obviously, right. you know, if you're going to a camp together, like, oh, maybe she's interested in UVA or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the I guess behind closed doors it's like a completely different thing like when she told me where she like she's going to the University of Maryland when she told me like my jaw dropped to the floor I was like I knew her older brother had gone there so Mm -hmm. like I knew that was probably one of her dream schools but I literally didn't even know if she was emailing them because it's just it's so secret and it's so personal and Mm -hmm. you kind of like there were points where I was laying in bed and I was like thinking about it and I was like well I have no idea what other people want to do I know that I want to go to this school but what if this girl who I know is better than me or whatever I was comparing myself to like what if she wants to go there like she'll probably get a spot over me or like right what if they're taking more defenders this year instead of attackers like then I'm probably not gonna go but yeah like it's just a lot of overthinking yeah yeah Yeah. so is that like what contributes to like secrecy or like behind closed doors aspects of like girls recruitment in in specific. I honestly have no idea. It's like really... is it like comparing like people don't want to compare themselves to because like I like obviously <sighs> not getting recruited, but my I yeah. know friends and like it's still then right. like so secretive. It's not in the sense where it's like comparison. I think it's in the sense where you don't want to go up to someone in the middle of school and be like, or not even in the middle of school, but you don't want to go to your friend and be like, oh my God, like I was talking to UVA last night. I was talking to Penn State last night. Like yeah. they want to, like they told me they're looking at me. And then the next week, like, because the coach until September 1st, like you can email the, so like from eighth grade to first September 1st, I was, I was emailing coaches every week. Like I was telling them what I was doing. I'm going to workouts every day, whatever. And then they can't email you back until September 1st. So if you're emailing them, they can't respond, like whatever. Mm -hmm. You can obviously go to their camps and like they can coach you, but like they're not, they can't say like, come up to me after the camp and then be like, yeah, we want you, but we have to wait. Like there's literally no communication. Mm -hmm. So it's like almost, you just don't want to like get your hopes up. Like, and that's why I think it just stays so secret because you don't want to, obviously you don't want to go up to someone and be like, yeah, like I'm going to UVA or I'm going to Penn State. They want me. And then the next week, like they've moved on to somebody else. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But in the boys, in the boys scene, I know they talk about it a lot. Like the I mean, that's how boys are, though. They just like to, like, right. yeah, like, I'm going to Duke, whatever. <laughs> like, that's just how boys are, though. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, a, a different, like, mindset. Like, they don't think, like, oh, if he doesn't follow through with me, like, I'm letting, like, I mean, of course, there's, like, I'm letting right. myself down, but it's not, like, all of my friends are going to judge me and I'm not going to get into that school. Like, I think that's this very specific, like, they girls don't thing. don't care. Boys do not care. Yes. Girls, is, girls care what other people think. Like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of yeah. how it is. Yeah. So do you also, I feel like the like Baltimore, like private schools, um, that sort of like clickiness, Mm -hmm. does that, do you think that contributes to like the sports, like comparison world or whatever? I just like, even out of sports, I know that like, I mean, yeah, private schools go against each other and whatnot. I am, I'm friends with girls that are in boys at every private school. Like I probably have like, just because of like club lacrosse too. Like yeah. I have so many teammates at Roland Park. I have so many teammates at like McDonough, St. Mm-hmm. Paul's, like and like they'll always be some of my close friends. So I wouldn't say there's like a clickiness in the sense that like you don't talk to other people right. or like whatever. But I mean, there is a like this team's better, so they'll probably have recruits from more of the top ten schools where like mm-hmm. this team probably has like one or two and like it's more comparison, like in the sport like how good the team is more than like comparison of like people right if that makes sense yeah that definitely makes sense so have you do you think that like corona and like all of that obviously affected your recruiting process but do you think that that has like helped or like not maybe not helped like your body image regarding like athletics because i know there was kind of like a dead period last year i think that corona probably was a blessing in disguise for me that I think I really needed. Um, last year we got in three scrimmages for my lacrosse, like my high school team, mm-hmm. and it was probably like the worst three lacrosse games I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. 
I did not want anything to do with my school's like not like lacrosse program, but like I just dreaded going to practice after the scrimmages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the scrimmage, we were, I think we were the first private school in Baltimore, maybe the first school in Baltimore County to shut down because oh. there was a case where I don't even know the story, but this girl like had traveled and was in an airport where mm-hmm. it was like one of like the hot spots, I guess, at the time. And mm-hmm. then so we had a scrimmage and went home. And I just remember I was just so upset because I just hated how I played, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got home. I was like in bed and my mom came in and was like, you guys are off the next three days for Corona. Like, I don't even know. Like <laughs> this girl was in the area or whatever mm-hmm. and so we were, I was kind of like okay three days like three days off or five days because of the weekend like right. I can like reset whatever and then Monday like back to work but I was that wasn't the case we <laughs> stayed <laughs> for a whole year mm-hmm. I didn't I it's not that I didn't play lacrosse but I wasn't in like the team lacrosse I was so for the like past year or whatever it's been I've been like working out nonstop, like wall ball, like shooting, like Mm -hmm. lifting weights, running, like, like everything under the sun just to get better. And it's honestly paid off a lot for me mentally too, just because like, I do have a lot more confidence in myself. I feel like my coach also has gotten a lot more confidence in me. I think she's seen the improvements I've made. And like, Mm -hmm. I did like, I worked really hard to kind of prove to her, like, I'm, I'm like supposed to be here. Like, yeah. And then going along with recruiting, like I had so much time to play by myself that like by the time I got back out with my team, I was always just so excited to be on the field. Like yeah. it was almost like I was like desperate, like I needed to be on the field. Like so I was playing with my teammates like I'd never like not that I've never played with them before, but like like it was like the last time I'd ever play with them because right. at that point we only played like one tournament in the summer for and even then the coaches couldn't be there so we could like Mm -hmm. send films send highlights and stuff like that but like I just remember being so like excited to be on the field and excited to be able to play with my teammates again that like and I didn't even know if I was going to be ever able to play with them again like obviously we still don't know but yeah yeah and that's like I think it was easy to like take all that for granted yeah and before corona that was like a reality check for me too like in that sense where it's just like I won't take anything for granted like my friends are like do you want to hang out and like I say yes just because I don't like you don't know anymore Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely feel that way I also think at least for me like COVID was a time for me to like like you said like getting better on your own Mm -hmm. and like gaining that self-confidence because a lot of my like I mean all girls like we said like comparison and so like Mm -hmm. literally not being able to do that and like having to face yourself and like your mental image or whatever was like really helpful I think for a lot of people I think so too. I think that there were points where it was really scary that I was alone the amount of time yeah. I was alone now, just because for me, like being alone is really hard. Like mm-hmm. I get obviously like not like darker thoughts, but they're much deeper. Like yeah. I'll be on TikTok for four hours and I'll see Summer Ray or I'll see like Daisy Keach, like mm-hmm. people that I'm like literally have like I'm like I'm obsessed with them like they're just perfect and then you're sitting in your bed like what am I doing right now like I'm sitting in my bed like Mm -hmm. how come they look like that and I'm like this you know right yeah I think that's definitely interesting I also think that like COVID has gotten people and like celebrities to be more vulnerable on the internet I don't know if you felt the same way but I just think like the way that like Instagram right like it's a highlight reel and I think that it was nice to like see people's like real emotions and like real bodies I think there's a lot of that coming out now in like 2021 I think so too and I am honestly really appreciative of that I think that we all kind of needed to see more of the true colors of celebrities just because it was to the point where Kylie Jenner was posting in front of her Bugatti every other day and like (laughs) we were all just kind of like why is she perfect and I'm literally in suburban Baltimore like (laughs) doing nothing yeah yeah, I also, <laughs> this maybe isn't, like, the right thing to say, but I saw this thing that was, like, you're not ugly, you just aren't rich. Literally, <laughs> it's no. Like, yeah. That's so true. Like, these girls pay to have their, like, mm-hmm. makeup done and, like, at-home gyms where mm-hmm. they can work out wherever they want. They're, like, sponsored by all these, like, yeah eating places. They're all plastic surgery, too. It's yeah. not real. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So, would you say that, because I know that also, like, eating and, like, that kind of thing is hard, like, all, like, in ter- in general, but, mm-hmm. like, for, um, like, working out, too, like, you're eating to, like, get stronger versus, like, eating to, like, yeah. lose weight. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of, that is a battle of mine, is the difference between 
like wanting to go to the gym and do an hour of cardio and then an hour of like abs or whatever and like like a Mm -hmm. leg day whereas like in reality I have to go to the gym and bench press like a lot like a lot of weight and Mm -hmm. then I have to squat and like dead like deadlift like I'm doing like it's all heavy weight where it's like my arms are very bulk like my arms are big my legs are big like that but that's just what I need like as an athlete and Mm -hmm. especially over quarantine like it was and like even like coming into like high school was really like when it became hard for me because yeah I was seeing like my friends and like whatever and they were like looking obviously they look different than me like nobody looks the same but Mm -hmm. it's just hard to like kind of fathom that like even though like you think that you're enough like others might not and that's just Mm -hmm. really hard and then eating definitely is another issue just because it's like I have to eat if I don't eat I'm gonna pass out like if I don't eat before I work out then I'm literally gonna like pass out like with the barbell over my chest like I'm gonna hurt myself (laughs) so it's like and you have to eat good like Mm -hmm. it's not like I can go go home and eat like I don't know like a grilled cheese and then call it a day like I have to go home and eat like you're not going to get stronger or like a carb yeah like I have to eat carbs I have to eat vegetables thankfully I like eating healthy like yeah most of I know that some people struggle with like liking the taste of fruits and vegetables where like that's never really been a problem for me like Mm -hmm. I can eat like a cucumber or something and like not like want to gag and like (laughs) right some people like obviously that's harder for some people and that's like not a problem because Mm -hmm. it's something you can get over but it's just hard to think that like even when I feel like I don't want to eat or like not like I don't want to eat like I'm hungry but I just don't think I need to eat like I have to eat right it's just listening to your body and like what it needs Mm -hmm. so would you say that like or I guess what like advice would you give to someone with like that whole concept of like working out to lose weight versus like getting stronger like or something that like helped you when you're like thinking about that with like yeah well I feel like there's a lot to go into there where it's just Mm -hmm. like you have to listen to your body, especially as an athlete. Your body is the most important thing, like in the world. Like, you have mm-hmm. to take care of it. Like, if you have an injury, you treat it. You mm-hmm. have to treat your body the same way. Like, if you're hungry, you have to eat. Like, if you're sore, you have to stretch. Like, you just have, right. like listening to your body is so important. And I think any coach in the world of anything will tell you that. And even then, like, you might be struggling with like the way you look and like you might go home after practice and not want to eat dinner because you feel like you're like fat or whatever Mm -hmm. but then you if you don't eat then you're not going to be able to score three goals in your game the next day against whoever like you yeah by not doing things you're taking away so much from yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not like energizing yourself and you're not like giving your body like the nourishment and the nutrients that it like actually needs yeah yeah and there are still times that I struggle with that like even though I'm like talking like you need to do it like there are still (laughs) points where I'm like right but like I have to go to the beach in three weeks like do I really need to eat the french fries with my wrap or whatever like right but like it's not you need to but like you know you want to eat them so just eat them like right how do you like find a good balance like with those like french fries or like whatever i guess like junk food in quotation marks um like the difference between like pleasure and like your like happiness or like eating for pleasure versus like eating to like fuel your body i think that everything in moderation that's Mm -hmm. the i've never been on a diet i've never like yeah tried to change my eating habits just because I know that if I'm eating three healthy meals a day like for breakfast I usually have like protein waffles or something and Mm -hmm. for lunch I'm eating I literally eat avocado toast every day for lunch (laughs) like I and then for dinner I'm eating like a pasta or like Mm -hmm. chicken with salad or something like that and then if I want to eat like three cookies after dinner like it's fine because Mm -hmm. you're not only are you eating throughout the day but like your body is burning calories throughout the day and you're like you're going to lacrosse practice like you're doing things where it's like if you're not eating sugar like your body's going to be low on sugar so you need it or like if you're losing salt sweating you're going to need to eat a salty food to Mm -hmm. like gain it back yeah yeah I think that's definitely important but also like the whole concept of like you don't need to like do a workout or like do a 
do a practice, like go to a practice to like be able to have those like three yeah, cookies. Yeah, definitely not. Like there's days where I'll literally won't like not that I won't get out of bed, but like I'll just lay around all day and mm-hmm. like to and then make myself like whatever I want to eat. And it's just like knowing that like you like you might as like you have to eat, so you might as well eat what you want because it makes it so much harder on yourself if you're like trying if you want to eat a cupcake or whatever, but you're trying to eat like a stick of celery like you mm-hmm. you're getting calories and whatever anyway so it's like you might as well eat the calories that you want to eat like I know it's a big thing like don't waste your calories like a lot of people are saying like don't waste your calories on drinks and so you're not drinking like a soda but it's like mm-hmm. you need those calories like the average human needs what 2,000 calories yeah. a day so like and not even like you have to limit yourself to 2,000 calories right. you can eat as much or as little like not right. as little but you can eat as much as you want and it's yeah totally fine like you just have to be able to like nurse your body your body needs energy to function yeah so do you think that like I mean you said that you like worked really hard in quarantine but would you say that that was like a better like going into quarantine your like mental health and state got better because I know a lot of people like it diminished or like they had trouble like working out or like Mm -hmm. continuing to feel like the recruiting process was like actually happening because there's not like nothing was yeah. happening really my mental health was really bad during quarantine I was really fortunate enough to be able to quarantine with one of my best friends oh yeah so we were able to do a lot of lacrosse work together we were able to work out together a lot which I think really helped but when she would leave like w- like go home for whatever like it was so hard like mm-hmm. I had it was like talking to a boy I had a boyfriend mm-hmm. at the beginning of quarantine and we broke up like a week in so it was just mm-hmm. that on top of like not being able to see the people that I needed to see like to comfort me like I was broke yeah. up with a with my boyfriend and yeah then right couldn't talk to my friends about it yeah like I was sitting on FaceTime with them crying and like they wouldn't like I just like it's wanted totally, a hug yeah right it's totally different like distant connection versus like actually it's so hard and like there are points where like I couldn't see my grand like obviously you mm-hmm. can't see your grandparents you don't want to get them sick and like my grandfather's my best friend like I literally couldn't do anything without him right so that going along with like you're just constantly like with yourself like with your thoughts yeah so it's like I'm getting in the shower and looking at myself in the mirror and like I'm not looking like what I'm seeing on TikTok for the other eight hours of the day like yeah so it's like well, maybe before I shower, I should do a Chloe Ting workout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in, before I shower, maybe I should do like thir- 100 sit-ups, something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know, it was just getting to a point where like I was overworking my body just yeah, to like definitely look like what I thought I wanted to look like. Yeah. I think what was also like, maybe this is just a me thing, but like in quarantine, like you said, like mm-hmm. you like being busy. Like I agree. Like I think that when it's time to like sit and like, be alone like Uh that's something that's really hard to do Uh and so like the thing that you could do in quarantine was like go for a walk or like work out Mm -hmm. and like I think that was hard that it was like that that's what you turn to like you either look at TikTok or like movies whatever and you see all these people that you don't look like or you like go and you try to like fix your fix your body like in quotation marks like it's like yeah like you're working out to not even to benefit because like obviously working out like has been proven to benefit like your emotions your mental health stuff like that Mm -hmm. like you're working out to better yourself but how long can you do that for you can only do that for what like one to two hours a day before you're literally exhausting yourself like yeah like thankfully I never got to the point where I was trying to work out six hours a day because I didn't have anything to do like maybe I would go for a run in the morning and then work out like lift in the afternoon and like that was kind of what I did for the day but Mm -hmm. there were like how long can you do that for before your body literally completely shuts down especially if you're not eating right or if you're like trying not to eat like that's Mm -hmm. extremely hard yeah definitely do you think there was like a turning point or like something that helped you in quarantine with like mental health and like mental image of like yourself and everything I wouldn't say it was like quarantine I'd say it was like it was like spring into early summer I remember I was at South Moon Under. (laughs) I love that store. Me too. (laughs) But like the Levi wedgie, whatever shorts were like the jean shorts were in. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, I have bigger legs. It's a fact. So 
I remember I was like, mom, like, I want to go to South Menander and I want to try on these jean shorts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, I have worked out so much this quarantine. Like, I'm definitely, like, and I got in the dressing room and they didn't fit. And I remember just staring at myself and I just completely broke down in the dressing room, like, sobbing uncontrollably. Like, I literally couldn't even look at myself. Like, I yeah. was just like, I've put in so much work. I've eaten well. I've run. I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in my life. Like, I've had so much time to work on myself. And these jean shorts still don't fit. Mm-hmm. And I got out of that dressing room and I was like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life because I worked hard. Like that, like a pair of jean shorts does not determine like how hard you've worked or mm-hmm. whatever, how hard you've been trying. Like a right. pair of jean shorts literally is like what? Like it's a pair of jean shorts. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I have like, I have jean shorts that fit. Like, it's not like, it's, right. Right. But. I hate wearing jean shorts because mm-hmm. I know that they're not like, they're like a struggle. They're like a struggle clothing for me. Mm-hmm. Jean shorts are like wearing shorts in general is kind of hard for me. Like right in the beginning of spring and summer when yeah. everyone starts wearing shorts, like I get a little uncomfortable because I'm walking, yeah. I'm walking with my friends who have like Kendall Jenner legs. Right. Like yeah. I see, like, I just remember like leaving the dressing room and being like, why is this something I'm concerned about when mm-hmm. I lo- like, because the girls that can fit into the jean shorts might not be able to do the things that I can do on like a lacrosse field right. or basketball court. Like exactly. they might not be lifting 300 pounds a day, like right. whatever. And it just, that was the point where I was like, I need to respect like my body. Like mm-hmm. I need to not be disappointed in myself for like working hard because if you're lifting heavy weights, like everyone's body reacts differently like yeah especially if you're doing it for a different purpose so like I'm lifting weights so I'm ready for lacrosse season whereas like Daisy Keach is lifting <laughs> weights like to promote like having a bigger butt like right. you know yeah exactly and so obviously if you're eating like with like diets and like stuff like that like your body's gonna react differently to those things and it's just kind of knowing that like with my body I can do so much mm-hmm. but like with her body she can do 20 other things that I probably can't do and it's right. just like accepting that and it's not even accepting that. It's just knowing that, like, you're able to do what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so interesting. I honestly, like, hated dressing rooms, like, for so I much. I still can't get in dressing rooms. No, I hate it them. sucks. And, like, I mean, I usually shop with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, right. trying on clothes in front of people. And, like, obviously, I struggled with, like, my legs being, like, tiny from, like, literally not moving mm-hmm. and, like, whatever. And so, like, trying on, like, pants or shorts and, like, having, like, your legs, like, fully mm-hmm. exposed in the mirror to you is just so, like, not... I think it, like, deem... People deem, like, their self-worth from what they look like, right. especially in dressing rooms. And it's just, like, so horrible. I think one of my biggest fears of a dressing room is your friend standing outside excited and saying, show me. Because mm-hmm. you know, like, if you look good in it, like awesome like that's the best thing ever like trying something on and you look good like that is easily one of the best (laughs) things in the world but knowing that like your your shorts don't button or the pants like are too loose whatever like or like there's certain like styles of shirts that I can't wear like I can't wear like thicker strap tank tops because like I do have man shoulders like that's just kind of how I'm built so Mm -hmm. like they pop out like yeah so like you're you knowing you don't look good in it and your friend being like show me show me and you being like no it doesn't fit but like loud enough so they have to hear you is like yeah. probably one of like the most demoralizing things for me. Mm-hmm. And I like wish it wasn't because I should be proud of like proud my of, like, body. A strong body that right. like does so much on the cross field. No, I think I feel the same way. And even like saying it doesn't fit and then like, no, no, no like show me anyway and being like, no, 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 it looks good. Like, it's fine. No, yeah. Like I don't think, I guess even if something like looks good to another person, I'm not going to like spend money on something that I don't feel good in. Right. Like, feeling good is something that's, like, definitely really important for me. Like, mm-hmm. I've sub- subconsciously bought shirts that are, like, extra larges without even noticing it. Right. But then, like, I have shirts in my closet that are small. So, like, mm-hmm. because it's just, like, the size that fits. Like, I go into Brandy Melville, I probably fit into, like, two things. And they're right. probably both, like, oversized or whatever. And that is one of the stores where I'm just, like, yeah. so against it. I think it. the whole, like, one size fits it's ridiculous. They change one size fits all, one size fits most, but still it fits like two percent of the population. Why taking why are you taking people out of the picture now? Like right. why can't you make a small, medium, large, extra large, right. double like whatever? Like yeah. people like they're trying to promote like positivity and like girls feeling good about themselves, but then the girls that want to feel good about themselves aren't able to because they can't fit into the clothes. Right. They can never feel good about themselves in the like stuff they're promoting. Yeah. 
yeah, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that like clothing stores in general are like really difficult and also because of the like the mannequins that they display stuff on are mm-hmm. always like the same size mm-hmm. right so like if you don't i mean the mannequins are as close to like supermodels mm-hmm. body shapes as they are like on tiktok or yeah. like on social media so i think that that's really like seeing something on a model and like on a hanger is totally not the way it looks on like a person mm-hmm. so i think that that's hard yeah i mean and there's been points where like the only thing i've wanted to buy myself are oversized t-shirts and mm-hmm. I was fine with that, but like it's to the point where it's like I'm gonna wear what I want to wear, and I'm gonna look good in it, so I'm gonna wear it. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't. I've gotten to the point where I don't care what other people think what I'm wearing. Like, I'm right. I worked hard for my body. I'm gonna wear what I want to wear. Right. Exactly. So that like time between like spring and summer. Um. And so, do you think that like the quarantine, like being alone with yourself, and like getting in this like the shape that you're like really confident in, definitely like you said, it was like a blessing in disguise or do you think that the like hard that and like the hardship that quarantine brought like didn't make it like worth it, I guess? I think it was definitely worth it. I think that it took me a while to start loving myself mm-hmm. and like loving the body that I have worked so hard for. I know I keep saying that, but like I'm proud yeah. of it. And I think that me standing in front of my mirror trying on the clothes that I like and whatever, like yeah. the amount of times I went through quarantine trying on like my old dance dresses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of just made me happy because I knew like I remember being so happy in that dress or like I remember being so happy in that pair of jeans or whatever. And then like yeah, being able to put it on again just made me realize like I do look good in it. But I also remember like the feelings that kind of surround the clothing yeah. where it's like, I was with my friends on this day. I was wearing it with this, this, this. Like, we went to a party. It mm-hmm. was warm outside. Like, right. we were all together. Nobody was wearing masks, stuff like that. Like, right. it's like the I clothes, totally... but it's like what surrounds the clothes. It's too. like the memories of those clothes. Yeah. I think that, like, I totally resonate with that. I would, like, try on my clothes and, like, have, I still like, do. yeah. Yeah. I'd, like, it was, like, a form of activity mm-hmm. that I did and still do. But I think that on the flip side, it's also hard because, like, the clothes that I fit into a year ago, I don't fit into anymore. Same. And, like, I still have some, like, especially bathing suits from middle school or, like, ninth grade. And I don't, like, fit into those Mm -hmm. anymore. But there's, like, something in me that's, like, not getting rid of them. And Mm -hmm. so, like, putting those on and they don't make me feel happy and, like, look the way that I used to look. And I think that's something that's also hard to do is, like, letting go of those my body has changed tremendously since the beginning of quarantine because mm-hmm. of the amount of muscle mass that I've built. Yeah. And I, that also is something that I see when I weigh myself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm weighing myself at the doctor's office and she's telling me, you weigh, you weigh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, my heart just sinks because I'm like, there's no way. Like, but like muscle weighs more than fat. Like that right. is like science. Right. And, but that's so hard to realize when the number on the scale isn't what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I might be in the best shape of my life and I might look the best I've ever looked, but the pair of jeans shorts that sophomore under still doesn't fit. Like the pair the pair of pants I wore freshman year to whoever's party, they don't fit me anymore. Like they don't button in the waist. Like why does that? Right. Because I've built like because you've built so much muscle, mm-hmm. you've built so much like strength that like yeah. the muscles can't be like contained in the pants. Like right. and no, I, yeah, I yeah it's just like weird to think that like you you do look good any way you look like mm-hmm. people are beautiful whatever but like it's just so weird to think that like you might like not you might think but like you're in the best shape of your life but it's still not good enough like it's still not good enough but it's bigger than what you started with so yeah. like the jeans that i had before quarantine they don't fit after quarantine because my ha- my quads grew like mm-hmm. an inch or whatever because of yeah the amount of weight i'm able to lift squatting or whatever right. like it's just weird to think that like i'm building this muscle but i'm also like feeling good about being bigger yeah no i totally like resonate that kind of in a different way but like obviously i yeah. was like tiny mm-hmm. as i was sick and like i was in the same kind of like sizes that like mm-hmm. models were in but like yeah. my body didn't look healthy it uh-huh. wasn't healthy and i like hope that my body never like looks and feels like that again and now like i've gone up like three four sizes and i'm bigger than i was but i look at and i don't fit into like the jean shorts mm-hmm. that my body fit in then 
Yeah. And I like, there was like a moment where I like was unhappy that they didn't fit. But like, that doesn't make sense. Like my body was unhealthy then. Like, why would I feel that way? So I like totally like I'm healthier and like more confident in myself now. But it is like three sizes bigger than it was, which is so like. I definitely get that. I think one of my biggest role models throughout all of this is Serena Williams. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's a world class athlete. She's literally a beast. Like, yeah, I look at her and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. But she is fit. Like, she's, yeah. like, thick. She's muscular. She's mm-hmm. She can hit the tennis ball, what, like, 100 miles an hour. Like, yeah. she can hit it like a man can, which is incredible because she's a female athlete and she's getting paid, like, a good amount of money compared to other female athletes right. that are getting paid half of what a male is getting. Mm-hmm. And she is a mom. She's a feminist. Like, she is incredible in the sense that she is just so empowering. And mm-hmm. her empowerment just comes from herself as a person. And she doesn't even care about what people think of her body. I mean, you look at her, she's a Nike, like she's sponsored by Nike. Yeah. And she's wearing like spandex on a tennis court in front of the Queen of England. Like she does not care what she's (laughs) wearing. And because she's radiating that confidence, like she looks good doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. and I remember like watching a video one time, it was like a Nike video about like kind of women. And like, it was just like, if you. Like Serena Williams can hit the tennis ball because she has strong arms. Like mm-hmm. if you if your arms are skinny, you're probably not gonna hit the tennis ball as hard as Serena Williams can. And it's just like that was also like a turning point for me where it was like Serena Williams looks like that because she's able to do what she can do. Yeah. So I look like this because I'm able to do what I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that her like confidence and just like confidence in general is so like deceiving in a good way. Yeah. Like if you're confident, nobody's going to like question mm-hmm. the like dress you're wearing or right. like care about like how tight your like pants are. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that they're tighter than the last time you saw them right. wearing them. Like I think any, and if they do, like obviously that's not the like right person to be surrounding yourself yeah. with. Okay. So, we kind of touched on this but like what advice would you give to someone regarding their body image specifically in athletics i think that i'm not the best person to ask for advice (laughs) in the first place but i think that the best advice i can give especially because i have a younger sister and Mm -hmm. she's going to be a freshman in high school so i feel like this advice is going to be really important for her to hear and maybe if i'm not telling her directly she's going to hear eventually but Mm -hmm. just knowing and having the confidence that you're able to do so much like with the body you're given god's Mm -hmm. giving you this like incredible body where it's just like you can do whatever you want with it you can go run a marathon you can do a triathlon you can be a world-class tennis star you can play college lacrosse you can Mm -hmm. play in the NCAA Final Four. Like, you can do so much with what you're given. You just have to be able to know that with the body you're given, like, you have to train it for, like, that. So, like, right. if she wants to be a college lacrosse player, which I think she does, mm-hmm. she's going to have to lift the weights four times a day. Like, not four times a day, four times a week minimum. Right. She's yeah. going to have to run sprints. Like, she's going to have to do drills. She's going to have to build up her mm-hmm. muscle mass. And, like, with anyone, really, like, you just have to be willing to put in the work and, like, Mm-hmm. respect the work too where like you're not like taking that work away by not eating yeah. like you're doing the work and then you're eating and then you're waking up and doing it again tomorrow mm-hmm. but you're not doing the work and then going home and not eating and then the next day trying to it. do 45 a 45 minute ab workout to try to reduce the amount of muscle on your stomach right. or like Try to tone your abs more when you don't really need to tone your abs when you should be training your arms right. because you need to be able to catch and throw a ball and you need to be able to shoot hard. Like, mm-hmm. or you need to be training your legs because you need to be able to run at least a hundred meters to get up and down, to get down the cross field one time. And you're probably doing that 30 times a game. So you need to probably yeah. be able to run 30 100s, not in a row, obviously, but like you're going to need to be able to have endurance. So you're going to need to go on distance runs. Like you just need to know what you want to do and then train to do that and be happy that you're putting in the work and gaining the confidence that you need. Right. Like shaping your body for what it like what you want to do with it, not like yeah. how you want it to look. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like you and her both being in competitive sports has like brought you closer? We're she's like the copy and paste version of me. We're <laughs> the same person. It is the funniest thing. But I think that she is also a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. As our family is very competitive. <laughs> But quarantine brought us really close. I yeah. think that 
her coming into my room at nine o'clock at night and asking me if I wanted to make a TikTok with her brought us really close. Mm -hmm. And maybe I do get frustrated with her when she doesn't catch and throw every pass that I throw at her. But like, that is what brings us close at the end of the day. Like, is her wanting to be able to spend time with me? And especially now that like, I know where I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, it's only 40 minutes away. But like her, like me knowing that like, I am someone she looks up to is really important to me. And like, with that, like, I kind of just... I don't know. I just kind of, like, try to bond with her more now. Mm-hmm. So would you say that, like, you guys being able to practice together in quarantine was, like, good for you? Good for your yeah, relationship? Definitely. And she plays defense, so we do go after each other. I mean, I'm like... Oh, yeah. So she's hitting me, like, checking me. I have bruises up and down my arm, and, like, <laughs> I'm trying to run her over. Like, mm-hmm. even though we're, like, basically trying to kill each other, like, we were laughing the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's nice that you had, like, someone built in to, like, spend time with. Yeah in quarantine even though I didn't appreciate it all the time yeah definitely I mean quarantine felt like so miserable at times and like of course it was but like looking back on like especially the April and Mm. like it was so warm and like I didn't have that much schoolwork. like I was chilling and I kind of like missed that piece (laughs) like agreed but also like of course looking back like things are like romanticized in my brain but still I I was looking back on like my snapchat memories the other day from Mm -hmm. quarantine and it was like I had finally seen my friends after three months of not being able to see them and we went on a walk to like down at this trail and like I remember just being so happy to see them again like Mm -hmm. even though we weren't hugging and like laying on top of each other like usual like Mm -hmm. we were with each other and like we really didn't take that for granted at all and, like, my mom would make us go on walks, but, like, I wouldn't trade that for the world, like, mm-hmm. because I got to spend that time with my family. Yeah, definitely. Okay, you've definitely said this, but just, like, to wrap it up, what would you say has helped you most regarding your, like, body image? I know you talked about, like, comparing yourself yeah. and stuff, but is there any, like, concrete thing that you want to, like... I feel like it's kind of different for everyone, but mm-hmm. I think for me, it was a lot of just accepting the fact that I am a world class, like I'm an athlete, like mm-hmm. I will always be an athlete and that will always just be in my genes. I mean, my whole entire family is right. filled of athletes. Mm-hmm. Like my aunts and uncles all played college across. They were all Americans. Like mm-hmm. everyone in my family just has always lived up to this athletic standard. So like now it's my turn, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I just have to continue to work hard and like being able to go into a weight like a weight room with like the girls I worked out with all throughout quarantine and just seeing like they're also very muscular girls and just knowing that like we don't all look the same, but we all look the same in the sense that we're all working towards the same goal and that is to be able to go play college lacrosse or win the national championship. Mm-hmm. So just like knowing your goals and knowing that in order to achieve those goals, you're going to have to do specific things. And obviously nothing's like a straight path. You're going to have obstacles. Mm -hmm. Like the obstacles might be like your mental health or like your body image, but like being able to overlook those and just know that like in the end, achieving your goals is so much more important than being able to fit into an extra small bathing suit or being able to go to the beach and have all the confidence in the world that all the boys are going to look at you or whatever, or mm-hmm. like being able to fit into the jean like shorts. Being a size zero or like Yeah, two. like sadly at one point that was my goal, but mm-hmm. that's not my goal anymore because my goal is to be able to play lacrosse for as long as I can and to do it in a way where I'm making like an impact. So like I'm right. going to a college and I'm setting a record, mm-hmm. like most goals scored or something like that. Or I'm going into my high school season in my senior year junior year whatever and being able to say that like I played my best and I we mm-hmm. won a championship and or I something had the like body that. to like, right. play my best yeah that's I think the most important thing is nourishing your body and like giving it what it needs to be in the best shape you can be in in that moment right all right anything else you want to add no thank you of course awesome. thank you for coming bye guys yeah.